So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be again about another... Yeah. <laughs> so this one's gonna be again another episode from the jamesclear.com website featuring the article that we actually went through yesterday as well. So we're actually going ahead with something, you know, because I'm always talking about we're going ahead with something, but in the end we're actually starting something. But today, because we haven't finished up with the article yesterday, we are going ahead with the 1% rule article from the jamesclear.com website. All links, as always, are down in the description if you want to check this article out on yourself, read it on yourself. You know, maybe you're faster, maybe it is more convenient for you. Then please check out all the links in the description. But more after the intro. As always, as always, after the fucking intro. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're doing fine, you know, because I am pumped. I am pumped to present you this article or the rest of this article. Because there is not much left, there is something left, but not that much. So I hope and I assume that we are going to finish up with this one today. Hopefully, you know. I really have to emphasize hopefully because I don't know. You know, sometimes I then just talk about some other things and then I just get caught up in these things which then lead me to not being able to finish the article. But, you know, even though it wouldn't be that bad. But yeah, yeah, let's actually start. And welcome to the Self-Development with Tactics podcast, you know, because I've, I've actually forgotten that, you know, and I'm your host, Christopher Woke, and I'm cool. No, I'm an 18-year-old graphic design student from Austria, and I'm currently having my internship, and I don't like it. <laughs> Never mind. And the screen is already there, you know, how amazing can that be? You know, how amazing can an episode start even, you know, especially because I also, also have my blanket ready, you know, I do not have to get it or something, there is no awkward silence, I'm having it, you know, it's amazing, it's really amazing, and I'm not drunk, no, I'm, I'm really not, I think, well, the first and last time I've been drunk, I think two years ago or something, but, but I don't like that, and I, neither do I like the people that are drunk, so I really, in general, do not like the places where people are drunk, so I do not go partying, I really do not do that, like really rarely, and it is so rare that I would even say, no, I don't do it, and uh, like, yeah, you know, I do not like those places, I don't know why, you know, I really don't know why, but I, I, I just don't like it, you know, it might be, it might be because like, okay, you know, when you're in certain places where people are drinking, then being sober and not just being like not drunk yourself, well, yeah, you know, people I think can assume that it is not really funny for you yeah, you know, just because you're not drunk, you know, you know, everybody else is, so yeah, it might be even this point, or this fact, or this variable, I don't know, but let's go ahead, so winner take all effects, so the winner take all effect, something similar happens in our lives, so if you haven't checked out the other one as well, it is about, first of all, the 80-20 rule, so the Pareto principle, which basically means like, okay, um, for example, 20% of the population of the world are just, yeah, having the income of 80% of the whole population or of the whole planet, which means like, okay, 20% of the people make 80% of the money, 
You know, it is a pretty simple thing. And uh, the funny thing is that you can apply it to such a lot of things. And this is where this article just, yeah, speaks basically, because it also just said like, and also just pointed out, okay, where you can apply it, where you can see it, you know, somehow similar, like, yeah, just to, to, just to some degree, you know, it's not always going to be 80-20% or 80-20 ratio, but it's often like pretty similar. And it is often like, okay, the a minority just makes up for the majority of something. This is something you can, you can definitely see relatively often. And now it is all about why winners, um, or basically like, okay, just a really minority of the people are just getting the majority of the trophies, of the wins, and all these things. And this is now, I think, where this part of this article is going to, to speak, basically. I assume, but I don't know. I assume, I don't know. So something similar happens in our lives. Like plants in the rainforest, humans are often competing for the same resources. Politicians compete for the same votes. Authors compete for the same spot at the top of the bestseller list. And athletes compete for the same gold medal. Companies compete for the same potential client. And television shows compete for the same hour of your attention. The difference between these options can be race a thing, but the winners enjoy massively outsized rewards. So this basically jumps in at the point of, okay explaining the rainforest and just before he was explaining the rainforest and there's a pretty funny thing because I think it was like 3% of the whole species make up like 50% of the whole rainforest which is definitely a lot you know and the thing is why is this the case and he also pointed that out and this was really really interesting because the thing is those 0.3%, I think, or 3% or 5%, something just really, really, really small, um, they make up for the majority of it just because it is a really strong species, you know? It is about, okay, who gets the most sun? Who gets the most nutrients out of the ground or the soil? And, and all those factors, you know? And once, once a species is actually better, slightly better than another one, then potential, not potential, but it's... Um, exponential exponential growth kicks in at least i believe that you know because the thing is if there's a plant and the plant is getting more sunlight than another plant because it is just a species that is growing faster or growing with lower sunlight in general or growing with lower energy or just growing faster and or higher with lower energy which then means okay this plant will always get more sunlight therefore it's gonna grow exponentially just because it's, it, it is growing faster, first of all, and through the additional sunlight that it is getting through just growing faster, it is just growing and growing and growing and growing. And this is basically the reason why such a minority of the species is making up for just such a majority or just a majority of the whole rainforest, you know, because those other species that weren't that strong, quote-unquote, yeah, you know, they just weren't that strong and they just kept being small, you know, and kept being just, well, actually small, yeah, you know, and the really big ones and those that just really grew rapidly, they're growing rapidly. And once they've grown rapidly, they're going to just keep growing rapidly, but even more rapidly or even more faster, or even faster. And yeah, this is the reason. This is the reason why it is what it is with the rainforest. So, 
Imagine, I'm sorry, imagine two women swimming in the Olympics. One of them might be one hundredth of a second faster than the other, but she gets all of the gold medals. Ten companies might pitch a potential client, but only one of them will win the project. You only need to be a little bit better than, than the competition to secure all of the rewards. Or perhaps you are applying for a new job. 200 candidates might compete for the same role, but being just slightly better than other candidates earns you the entire position. It is really the truth. Like, we only have to be slightly better. The thing is, like, if I'm thinking about school, you know, if I'm thinking about school and lazy fucking students, then it's gonna be like, okay, I'm just having to be slightly better than the other people or than the other person, whatever whatever it is all about. And yeah, this is really going into such a direction that I'm, yeah, that I have to say like, okay, it's gonna be, it's gonna be about being slightly better. It's not gonna be about okay, what is my potential and what is what can I achieve? What is just the highest thing that I can achieve? It is merely about how can I be slightly better than the other people. And this just really uh, also means that you have to see what the other people are doing, how good the other people are. So basically, just you're focusing quite a lot on the competition and not on yourself. And it is actually something that Gary Vee was talking about um, in a podcast that I was listening to today while I was working, you know, in my internship. (sighs) (laughs) And um, it is actually the case, like, we shouldn't really focus too much on the competition. I understand that some companies do just have to do it somehow and some athletes maybe also have to do it. But I don't know, like focus on yourself and focus on just being the best version of yourself in this particular area of life or this particular space of life, whatever it is, or however you want to call it, because I think it would make sense just being the best and, you know, at least being better than you've been yesterday or than you've been the last season. But uh, I guess this just also leads to just being slightly better or trying to just be better and not just trying to be the best you can be, you know. I think there's just a really severe difference between just trying to be better than the last season or trying to be the best version of you in this certain area. You know, there's just really big difference, at least at my point of view. I don't know how you're feeling about this, but I kind of feel like there is a really, really big difference. A really fucking big difference. And I'm gonna go... Never mind. So situations in which small differences in performance leads to outsized rewards are known as winner-take-all effects. These situations in which small differences in performance lead to outsized rewards... Okay, it is the exact same thing. Oh no, it isn't. No, okay, it is. So they typically occur in situations that involve relatively com- relative comparison, where your performance relative to those around you is, deter- is the determining factor in your success. Not everything in life is a winner-take-all competition, but nearly every area of life is at, least, is at least partially affected by limited resources. Any decision that involves using a limited resource like time or money will naturally result in a winner-take-all situation. Really fucked up then, isn't it? But but yeah, you know, you can think about it in a negative way and you can totally think about it in a positive way as well, you know? Because the thing is, if you're just slightly better than everybody else, you know, slightly better than the, the whole entire competition that you're having, then you're getting all the prizes. 
and it is amazing for you. But if there's somebody that is just slightly better than you, just really slightly, just, you know, such a, th such a thin thing, then it is totally fucked up, you know, and it's totally gonna piss you off and it's gonna piss me off eventually. And uh, like, yeah, you know, but uh, I don't know, you know, there's always a good side and there's always a bad side. And I don't know, I think learning to just focus on the good side and learning to focus on the good things in life is definitely really, 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 really important, you know, because of course, you know, if I focus on the bad things, I'm only going to see the bad things. But if I focus on the good things, then I'm only going to see the good things. And I don't know, if I just really focus on something in between, so in something in between the good thing and the really bad thing, then I'm going to see something that's mediocre, I assume, you know, but I... But it is just what it is, you know, it is really the case. So please focus on the good things, you know, please focus on the positive sides of life. Of life. So in situations like these, being just a little bit better than the competition can lead to outsized rewards because the winner takes all. You only win by 1% or 1 second or 1 dollar, but, but you capture 100% of the victory. The advantage of being a little bit better is not a little bit more reward, but the entire reward. The winner gets one and the rest get zero. Winner take all leads to winner take most. Winner take all effects in individual competitions can lead to winner take most effects in the larger game of life. From this advan advantageous position with a gold medal in hand or with cash in a bank or from the chair of the Oval Office, the winner begins the process of accu accumulating advantages that make it easier for them to win the next time the next time around, what began as a small margin is starting to, to trend towards the 80-20 rule, which now I'm, see, now I'm really seeing where he's heading to. Because in the beginning of this article, I was like, okay, what does the 80-20 rule have to do with just, yeah, just the fact that winners just win most of the time everything? You know, or there is this effect that, okay, if you're just slightly better, you're going to win everything. And not only just the slightly better percentage of the reward, but the whole reward. And I'm now seeing it, you know, because the thing is, once it starts out to actually be the case that, okay, you only have to be slightly better, you're going to just, you're going to be exponentially growing or you're going to grow exponentially. It is just what it is because you're slightly better and, you know, if it is about just business, I think it is just really, really easy to explain or to, to explain what I'm thinking about, at least. Um, if it is about business and, um, and if it is then about, okay, being slightly better, then uh, let's say, okay, you're just, I don't know, you're just slightly better than your competition and you're getting $1,000. Well, you know, let's talk about a million dollars. You know, you're getting $1 million just because you were slightly better than your competition. In the, next, uh, in the next round or the next time, the next season, the next year, there's also the exact same pitch again. And you're winning again just because you got $1 million in the last year. Which means that just because of that, you've been slightly better. And you don't have to do so much or you don't have to do as much as all the other people because you have, you know, if it is about money, you know, let's assume it is about money, then you're just really having a pretty good start for this next season. And because of the good start, the chances are relatively high that you're also going to win the next thing. And then it is really like going to, okay, yeah, a really minority 
of the whole population or of the whole companies are making the majority of the income or gaining the majority of the income or money or whatever it is. And it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, really, really, really interesting. Because, like, yeah, you know, I think it's exponential growth and this is explaining everything, but it just really leads to this whole um, 80-20 rule or 80-20 ratio or percentage rule, which, yeah, you know, which you can see pretty often in life. You know, also in nature, you know, it seems to be the case. But yeah. So if one road is slightly more... Con- Convenient than the other, then more people travel down, travel down it, and more businesses are likely to build alongside. As more businesses are built, people have additional reasons for using the road, and so it gets even more traffic. So it's going to be exponential, just because it started to do something, and or people started to just using this road instead of another road, just because it was more convenient. And I really like, by the way, that he's pointing out the convenience variable because. It is actually the truth. You know, we human beings are so fucking convenient. It is just really insane sometimes. (laughs) It really is sometimes. Sometimes, not always, but uh, okay, let's say often, I guess, you know, because because it's really the case, you know, just for convenience, we are buying shit we don't need, you know, just because for convenience, we are having like, let's say a dishwasher, you know, even though it it clearly has something to do with convenience, you know, because we don't want to just wash the fucking dishes by hand. It is about convenience. It might be about saving time as well and might also be about just being more efficient whatsoever. But uh, it's just a really even bad example. You know, it was a really bad example. But I don't know. Just let's talk about buying some premium account or having some premium account for a free platform just because you do not want to see the ads just because it might be more convenient to just watch the whole episode or watch the whole video without having the burden of clicking away all the ads all the fucking time i think this has to do with convenience and i think actually a lot of people did that you know buying youtube premium for example which is i can understand it like i can really understand it, especially for those people that are spending quite some time on youtube and it is like okay i'm not having netflix but i'm gonna buy myself premium youtube just because i don't want to see ads you know because they're bothering me i understand that you know it just it, it makes sense for me but it is about convenience it really is you know just the root of all the evil is convenient no never mind <laughs> um but yeah, so as more businesses are built, ha- people have additional reasons for using the road and so it gets even more traffic. Soon you end up with a saying like 20% of the roads receive 80% of the traffic. If one business has a technology that is more in- innovative, or is it innovative? I think it's innovative. Than other, then more people will buy their products. As the business makes more money, they can invest in additional technology, pay higher salaries and hire better people. By the time time the competition catches up, there are other reasons for customers to stick with the first business. Soon, one company dominates the industry. Apple, I guess. Which, you know, there you can see as well that being the first, whether it be on a platform, TikTok, start fucking on TikTok, um, being the first as a business, or having the best technology at first, and all those things just really, yeah, they just really kind of, drag a high, high, high advantage alongside with them, you know, because if you're the first one in the market, people are going to just come to you. 
people gonna stick to you in the whole process if you just stay the course and if you just stay the course of being a good company people are gonna definitely stick you know because they trust in you you know they have trust and experience with your product and people are convenient you know people do not wanna people do not wanna change up the product you know if if another product from competitor is just similar or just really the same has no additional things is not slightly better or something then people are gonna stick with the old one you know because we are convenient or we trust the other company or the initial or original quote unquote company yeah you know it is i think how we work i guess to some degree somehow i don't know let's wrap no let's don't no let's let, let, let's just don't but it is what it is you know it's just really the case that being first is definitely an advantage it is not always like just an uh, how should i say like it doesn't mean that you're always going to be a thing, you know, that you're always going to be famous, that you're always going to be a good company, that you're always going to be a high-paid company or a high-income company or whatever it is. But just because, like, yeah, you know, there's going to be some time where the thing you've been the first in is going to be just mature or it's going to be grown up or it's going to be just somehow maybe dominated by somebody else that just did it better. And the point is, did it better than you are doing it or than you were doing it but better said than you are doing it at this certain point of time which just leads the business or leads the people in your business or these people that are using your business or your product or your service go to the other business just because it is better just because it got better you know and they just give a fuck about who was the first one in business you know they give a fuck about what is better or what is maybe just cheaper you know it then really i think comes up to um, what your target audience is looking for. If it is about having the better thing, if it is about having the cheapest thing, if it is about the most, I don't know, bargain thing, I don't know. I don't know. So if one author hits the bestseller list, then publishers will be more interested in their next book. In their next book. When a second book comes out, the publisher will put more resources and marketing power behind it, which makes it easier to hit the bestseller list for a second time. Soon you begin to understand why a few books sell millions of copies while the majority struggle to sell a few thousand. Yeah, I understand it. <laughs> um, so the margin between good and great is narrower, narrower than it seems. What begins as a slight, slight edge over the competition compounds with each additional contest. Winning one competition improves your odds of winning the next. Each additional cycle further cements the status of those at the top. Over time, those that are slightly better and end up with the majority of the rewards. Those that are slightly worse end up with next to nothing. This idea is something referred to as the Matthew effect, which, which references a passage. Is it a passage? I think it's a passage in the Bible that says, for all those who have more, who have more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Now let's come back to the question I posed near the beginning of this article. Why do a few people, teams and organizations enjoy the bulk of the rewards in life? So now we actually come to the 1% rule. But just to come back to this quote from the Bible, I... I assume so. And something that I just see there and I just hear there especially is that, okay, you know, poorer people get poorer and richer people get richer. And um, it might be the case. I actually don't know. The thing is, are we talking about individuals or talking we about, or are we talking about just 
like groups of people like the richest get richer and yeah the riches are probably getting richer and the poor people are probably getting poorer and well the thing is i don't know why you know you could just be like okay you know the rich people do have just figure it out and they just are telling it their their children and they just really compound their money and whatsoever could be the case you know i'm actually believing in that you know i'm really believing in that but uh, i just i really don't believe that poorer people are always gonna stay quote unquote damp or stupid or poor just because they have been poor you know i really don't believe that they're just i don't know they're not doing anything about it or they're not just progressing or learning or getting more knowledge with years or with generations or whatever i don't think so i really don't somehow but it could be the case. Like, you know, I could view it. You know, I could see it or I can see it. But I, 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 maybe I do not want to believe in it. You know, I somehow believe in it. I do not want to believe in it. I don't want this to be kind of true, you know, somehow. I don't know why. I don't know. But yeah, the 1% rule. Small differences in performance can lead to very unequal distributions when repeated over time. This is yet another reason why habits are so important. The people and organizations that can do the right things more consistently and more likely are more likely to maintain a slight edge and accumulate disproportionate rewards over time. You only need to be slightly better than your competition, but if you are able to maintain a slight edge today and tomorrow and the, and the day after that, then you can repeat the process of winning by just a little bit over and over and over again. And thanks to winner-take-all effects, each win delivers outsized rewards. Definitely. So we can call this the 1% rule. The 1% rule states that over time the majority of the rewards in a given field will accumulate to the people, teams and organizations that maintain a 1% advantage over the alternatives. So it is about, oh I see, you know, because I initially thought about like the 1% rule, somehow like, okay, um... I don't know, if you're in the 1% of the podcasts, you're going to be able to make a living from it in such a way. You know, I thought about it in such a way. Or if you're just, uh, just I don't know, if you're just in the 1% of the authors, you're going to be able to make a living of out of writing books. Yeah, obviously, somehow. But it seems to be the case that, yeah, um, being 1% better than anybody else is just enough. Or it seems to be enough, at least in some areas of life. Um, teams and organizations that maintain a 1% advantage over the alternatives. You don't need to be twice as good to get twice results. You just need to be slightly better. The 1% rule is not merely a reference to that fact that the small differences accumulate into significant advantages, but also to the idea that those who are 1% better that who are 1% better rule their perspective, perspective fields and industries. Very important there as well, yeah. Thus, the process of accumulative advantage is the hidden engine that drives the 80-20 rule. In the end, yeah, totally. You know, because if you're slightly better or 1% better, you're gonna win and win and win and win. And then you find yourself in the 80-20 section or you being in the 20 section that makes the 80 section. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. But again, there are some footnotes and I'm gonna... Well, actually, there are quite a lot of footnotes. Do I want to read them? Are, is it necessary? Well, you know, let's read it. You know, the first one is, these numbers are covered in Pareto's book, Chorus d'Economie, 
politiker. So it is French, you know, I'm not speaking French, I'm sorry. The second one is Pareto published this discovery in 1906 in a book titled Manual of Political Economy. As I noted here, the 80-20 rule does not mean the numbers involved must be 80 and 20. It just it is just a shorthand way of referring to the idea that the majority of the rewards go to a minority of the players. The third one is the The Pareto principle shows up constantly in sports. In the National Football League, the top 19% of the franchises have won 57% of the Super Bowls. In Major League Baseball, the top 20% of the franchises have won 62% of the World Series, Series championships. The fourth global wealth report by Credit Suisse, or Swiss, I don't know, I think it is not Swiss, but it's Swiss, 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 from October 2013. The fifth one is US desktop search engine rankings by Comscore, October 2015. The sixth one is, this pattern shows up in negative ways as well. In 2002, Microsoft analyzed, analyzed their software errors and noticed that about 20% of the bugs caused 80% of all errors. And 1% of bugs caused half of all errors. This quote comes from an email sent to Uh, enterprise customers by Steve Belmore on October the 2nd, 2002. The full quote was about 20% of the bugs causes 80% of all errors. And this is stunning to me. 1% of bugs caused half of all errors. The seventh one is hyperdominance in the Amazonian tree flora. Science, volume 342, issue 6156, October 18th, 2013. The eighth one and last one is, <laughs> in this case, I mean better as in more advantageous. Obviously, this includes factors besides skill and hard work. You can also be better in the lucky sense. It is better for a plant to be born in fertile soil rather than a rocky cliff. Similarly, it is better to be born into a culture that values your skills or into a family that can provide for you. In any case, the 1% rule still holds. Those who maintain a small advantage, whether due to luck or hard work, gradually accumulate the bulk of the rewards. And this is it with this article. And it is an amazing article. And once again, I want to point out the Against Malaria Foundation is a pretty good one. He's having some text here. Um, if you're interested, read it. Go to the link down in the description. As I said, the link to this article and scroll down to the really bottom of the page. And there you're going to see a text and uh, the stats as well. Because he saved two lives by donating to the AMF, the Against Malaria Foundation. But yeah, this is going to be the end of the episode. And I think it's been quite a good episode. And the speaking part was quite off sometimes. Or I at least felt it to some degree. I don't know why actually. But I'm actually pretty dark. And I should have, I should have turned on the light. And I'm sorry for that. I'm really sorry for that. But yeah, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered. So basically your legacy, you know, because we can shape it. We can form it. We can form it with our hands, with our force, by being nice, by being whom we want to be remembered as or something. But the thing is, no matter how nice you are or no matter how generous you are or how, how matter whatever you are, There's still going to be someone that uh, is not believing in you. There's still going to be someone that hates you, that doesn't like you at least. There's still going to be just someone that is not seeing what you're seeing in yourself or that you are willing to let other people see in you. But yeah, um, 
Also think about your purpose and some questions that might help you are why are you on this planet? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? And the last question, you might also find a business idea. So look forward to that, you know. And also just tell me in the comments if you want to and or hit me up on any social media platform you like and tell me about your experiences and also tell me about what you have found to be your purpose. It would be interesting. I'm sorry. But yeah, um, I really have to thank you for going through this with me. I'm really, really, really grateful that I'm able to do what I'm doing right here. And yeah, I think especially with the podcast, I'm able to help some people out here that are just willing to gain some knowledge or willing to gain willing to gain something. I don't know. But yeah, I see you the next time, hopefully. Subscribe if you haven't. Also subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to the podcast right now. Rate the podcast and like the video if or rate the video. If you haven't liked it, dislike it. If you liked it, like it would be amazing for me. You know, it would really mean the world for me or to me. I see you the next time, hopefully. I really hope.